0: This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24 7. The Capitals hang on to take down the Flyers. John Carlson reaches 500 points. And the Flyers have a lot to clean up before the Saturday rematch. Today is Friday, March 12th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, it was another roller coaster, although maybe not as extreme as the game on Tuesday against the Devils. Washington played, I thought, as well defensively as I have seen them all season through two periods. And then the Flyers found a way to start creeping their way back anyway. Good on them, I guess, despite some of the body language that we saw out of them for the first two periods. But the Capitals now 10-2-1 in their last 13, keeping pace with the Islanders. And here they are, very much entrenched
1: in the playoff spot. And a lot to like in particular, again, from the first 40 minutes, the first two periods, if you prefer, last night in Philadelphia, the sound defensive effort. Forcing the Philadelphia Flyers for much of the first 40 to really stay uh, along the exterior and not too many chances from in close, not too many grade A scoring chances and the Capitals themselves able to take advantage of what was really a very sloppy Philadelphia Flyers team early on. Uh, They were turnover prone, they were mistake prone and the Capitals were able to pounce and jump on and take advantage of a number of those turnovers, particularly in transition. And yes, the Philadelphia Flyers did claw their way back company line from a Capitals perspective following the eventual win was that although maybe it feels a little bit like Tuesday and that you invited a team back into the game they were far more disappointed with the showing they had in the third period against New Jersey New Jersey came in waves in the third period it was chance after chance as they used that speed and transition game didn't sound like the Capitals were as disappointed for lack of a better word for their showing the way they showed themselves in the third period in Philadelphia Flyers though were able to capitalize on a couple of opportunities, though, to at least make it a a little closer than we would have thought through 40 minutes.
0: They couldn't do anything, Ben, last night through 40 minutes. I thought to a man, every defenseman. And listen, Evgeny Kuznetsov was making defensive stops. I, I thought Alex Ovechkin is back checking. I mean, I thought through two periods, I thought they were as good as I've seen them all year defensively. And the Flyers were visibly frustrated by that effort. I think it goes to show us this. When the Capitals are on their game, when they are rowing the boat the same way, when they are playing defensive hockey the way that Peter Laviolette has instructed, this team can beat anybody. And I think that's going to be through the second half of the season and into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think that's going to determine their fate ultimately.
1: And really, I would say, John, we've started to notice that change. Maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's not. Since they had that unexpected week off in the schedule in early February. I think if you look from around Valentine's Day on, from February 15th or 16th on, uh, their goals against average, the shots against, the quality scoring chances against, they've all gone down, and no coincidence that the Capitals are 10-2-1 since then over that 13-game stretch, best record in the league. But really, if you recall, it feels like a little while ago now, but early on this season, the Capitals were really having to outscore some issues, and there was that long stretch where they were allowing three-plus goals a game against and I know last night ultimately it's a five three wins they allowed three against yes but to your point that the high test and and the way they're going about these games and the way they're clamping down and the way they're limiting in some cases some high octane offenses uh, to very few scoring opportunities very encouraging it all starts with the play defensively and again a a, a difference from last season, when they went from the all-star break until the pause on March 12th, a year ago today, they went from the all-star break to the pause, John. They were the worst. They were 31st in the league in goals against average. We knew they wanted to clamp down, clean up defensively, and I would really say from from the past month, uh, we've really seen them take that next step, that anticipated next step, and here's hoping they can sustain it now into the second half of the season.
0: Since they have a second meeting coming up tomorrow night, Caps Flyers Part 2, We got to talk about Philadelphia. I'm really starting to wonder if Philadelphia is not the team that's going to be without a chair when the playoff starts. And that may be premature to say we are only now getting to the halfway point of the season. But if Washington wins in regulation on Saturday, the Flyers are going to be at least five points outside the playoff picture. Everybody keeps winning And the Flyers are not. The Flyers, the body language. Joel Farabee. Here's a young kid with tremendous upside. I I think he's going to be a great player in this league. But when his shoulders are slumping after offsides and misplays, I feel like the Flyers are not in a good way right now. And they're going to have to figure out how to win either with or without Carter Hart, but is Hart going to play in the game on Saturday? He almost has to, doesn't he? I mean, Brian Elliott loses the game. They need Hart to get out of this funk that he's in. A goals against average of 3.61, a save percentage of 888. If that's what he's going to be, the Flyers are fifth place. They're not going to make the playoffs if he doesn't get better. And this is a huge game for the Flyers tomorrow night.
1: And that's the thing. And I think we'll know a whole lot, particularly how both teams come out in the first period. I agree with you. I would think that Carter Hart gets another look tomorrow unless Alain Vignon is trying to do the old reset here and maybe give him a couple of games off because of the lull that he's been in so far this season. But my thought that gut is that he will turn back to him uh, tomorrow night. And if that is the case, to your point, given his struggles, given that the last time Carter Hart was in goal, he was pulled in a, an eventual win against the Buffalo Sabres on Tuesday night earlier in the week, but it's not been going well for him. And if you can get to him and the Philadelphia Flyers early tomorrow night, maybe those things you're talking about, the body language, uh, the the mental fragility right now for a team that has lost four of six and obviously isn't where it wanted to be or where it felt it should be based on preseason expectations. Uh, This is a vulnerable, a fragile, potentially Philadelphia Flyers team. They're, they're, They're due maybe for a bounce back game, but Here's hoping it's not tomorrow night against the Capitals. But my thought is, as Carter Hart goes tomorrow, so go the Philadelphia Flyers. And if the Capitals can take advantage of that early on, don't give him confidence early on. Don't let him get into a groove, which he badly needs to do. um, You know, that could bode well for the Capitals for a two-game sweep here.
0: I feel like we buried the lead again, and we did this a little bit during the broadcast last night. John Carlson, 500 points, first Caps defenseman in team history to get to that point, and he did it. By scoring a very nice goal in the second period last night. Kudos to number 74. Truly one of the best defensemen the Capitals have ever trotted out there.
1: And also not only the first in, in franchise history, but also in a, a pretty good draft class there, the 2008 draft class, the fifth member of that draft class to hit the 500-point plateau. And again, we, we've acknowledged it uh, throughout the broadcast and earlier in the week as well. Just to his game, the way it continues to grow, continues to develop even, you know, 10-plus years in the NHL, north of 30 years old, no signs or a few signs anyways of, of slowing down. He's averaging, John, more than a point per game since the start of last, Season Yes, he put up tremendous numbers a year ago in the season that was ultimately cut short, but I looked last night, his last 95 games, he has 97 points. And if you as a defenseman can average over a point per game over what is fast, quickly approaching here, a 100-game sample size, that really says something about that productivity. And uh, again, to continue to get it done while at the same time, often going up against the other team's top guns and playing those tough minutes and often starting you know, off face-offs in your own zone and handling those heavy minutes against the opposition's top guys really says something about his continued growth and an accomplishment, a milestone well-earned here uh, in the win over Philadelphia.
0: It is Friday. That means what we do around here is onside, offside. Ben's going to get to that and give me the business here in a minute. Before we do that, a quick look from around the Mass Mutual East Division last night. The Boston Bruins badly needed to get back on track. If you want to get back on track, just welcome the New York Rangers to town. The Rangers, I think, are pretty well done at this point. Four nothing, they lose to the Bruins last night. Now almost double digits outside of a playoff spot. The New York Islanders, yes, they win. Yes, they are still in first place. Yes, they are two points ahead of the Caps. They beat the Devils five to three, but they lost Anders Lee last night due uh, injury, and no report as of yet, at least at press time, what that is all about. The Islanders usually pretty secretive about such things, but. Anders Lee, it would be a big loss if he's out for any length of time for the Isles. And the Pittsburgh Penguins continue to surge right along. They get by the Sabres in the first of eight meetings between the two teams. Pens get them by a final score of 5-2. to two. So your standings on this Friday morning are as follows. The New York Islanders in first with 38 points in the Mass Mutual East. The Capitals, by virtue of their win last night against the Flyers, just two back at 36. That is three better than the Penguins, who sit in third with 33. Boston got the win they needed at 32, now in fourth, and the Flyers, three out of a playoff spot at 29, facing Washington, and a quandary into whom they will play in goal on Saturday. Is it Carter Hart? Is it Brian Elliott? Are they going to be able to get points against the Capitals in this series? We will find out. With that, Benny, I will turn it over to you. I am ready for onside, offside. Let's do this thing.
1: It is the game that is sweeping Capitals Nation, onside or offside. We make a statement, we flip it to a question, and John lends us his two cents. Daniel Sprong, John, continues to impress. Now on a two-game scoring streak, an assist last night in Philadelphia, had that great goal on Tuesday over New Jersey. Onside or offside, assuming everyone is healthy, present, and accounted for, sprong can crack the capitals top 12 and earn a regular look up front
0: i'm gonna say offside and i love daniel sprong i love what he's brought to this team i think the depth that brian mcclellan has built in this organization is incredible on defense where i think this team is a deep and you've got forwards that you can plug and play when everybody is healthy i don't know if they're quite as deep up front but if everybody is healthy I think Connor Sherry nudges him out. I think Sherry has earned a spot in that top 12. I don't know if Daniel is going to find his way in, but he is one heck of an option as a 13th forward. And if the Capitals are going to make a run, if they are going to have a chance at another Stanley Cup, they're going to need that depth. They're going to need Daniel Sprong. They're going to need others that are down the depth chart of the D. But I think for now, I don't see him in the top 12. I think if everyone's healthy, I think Connor Sherry keeps it. And I think the fourth line with, Dowd and Hathaway and Hagelin will stay together.
1: I'm going to say offside. When you touch on their defensive contributions, the Capitals are getting from the bottom six. Nick Dowd scoring twice last night in Philly onside or offside. Capitals can be satisfied with the offensive contributions they've received from the bottom six so far this season.
0: I'm going to go onside, and I say that because I think they've actually picked it up even a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Dowd and Hathaway both had goals in New Jersey last weekend. I thought Nick Dowd was my – he was my player of the game in the game last night against the Flyers, and not just because he had two goals, but the way that he scored the first goal that he was playing was snarl. I, I thought it was one of his better games of the season last night. That continues to be a trend with those guys. I love the fourth line on this team. They're not there to score a ton. They don't have to, but yet they are chipping in periodically here and there. And when everybody's healthy, that's one of the best fourth lines in the game right now, I think. I love what they're doing. And yes, I think they can be
1: satisfied onside. All right, John Carlson, he knows a thing or two about finding the back of the net, became the first defenseman in franchise history to record 500 career points, onside or offside. John Carlson is the best defenseman in franchise history.
0: I'm going to say offside, and that's not a slight on John Carlson so much as it is the Secretary of Defense would like a word. Uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Rod Langway, was the backbone of this team. It's not all about points on defense. And, you know, this organization has had so many good ones. I don't know how, if you want to judge how long they were here, but Scott Stevens was here. I think Scott Stevens is one of the best team men to play on any team, anywhere, with the way that he played and the way that he produced. John Carlson is in that conversation. He has earned that. He is certainly the best offensively-minded defenseman over a long period of time. I still think Mike Green in his heyday Uh, was pretty good even in recent times, and even going back to an ally of who who got to the 30-goal plateau. I mean, there's a lot of guys. This franchise is built on defensemen who had incredible NHL careers. Not all of them played here their entire career. I think John's calling card is. I think he will play here his entire career, but... To say he is the number one, I'm going to go offside. I I think there's a a number of guys uh, that are in that conversation. John's close, uh, but in
1: my mind, it's Rod Langway. And still five years remaining on that long-term deal Carlson signed beyond this 2021 season. All right, last one, John. New York Islanders, winners of seven straight. They remain alone atop the Mass Mutual East Division. Onside or offside, The Islanders are the Capitals' biggest threat to winning the East Division.
0: I'm going to go onside, and not just because of Barry Trotz, but that's a big reason. Uh, Those guys are playing some incredible hockey at home. They still haven't lost a game in regulation at home. And if I look around and I say, okay, Boston, Tuka Rask is hurt, and that seems to be something that may linger for a little bit. I think the Bruins' defensive core is having their struggles. They've had injury woes. Uh, Philadelphia is outside the top four. And Pittsburgh, although much better lately, I don't see that team being a division winner. I think I see them as a playoff team, probably. I know when we did this last week, we were saying that might be the team on the outside. And and I did believe that. I didn't have the schedule in front of me of what they're facing the rest of the way. And uh, the Flyers really concern me with what they don't, have right now defensively. They don't have a partner for Provorov. They're not deep enough on D and they're not getting the goaltending. Those are recipes to finish fifth. So I think you're looking at Boston, you're looking at Pittsburgh and you're looking at the Islanders. Yeah, I think the Islanders are. I think the games when the Islanders come in head to head and there are several of those remaining between the Caps and Washington, I do believe the division title will be won or lost in those games. The Islanders are the biggest
1: threat, I'm going to say, onside. All of these clips are archived for listening down the line. That's how we do it. It's onside, offside, the game that is sweeping Capitals Nation. Thanks for playing, John. Again, no door prizes. No
0: door prizes, and that's okay. My answers probably weren't very good anyway. Caps Flyers tomorrow, seven o'clock. Then we'll have Caps Game Day beginning at four. Network pregame begins at 645. It'll be a lot of work this weekend, Betty, but have a great weekend anyway.
1: Happy weekend,
0: John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio
1: 24-7 on TuneIn.